Okay. Okay. And here we go. Whoa. Uh, hey, guys. Welcome to episode 146 of CMD Towers oh, and Builds. I'm Mr. Comet number five, and my fellow hosts will be looking forwarding to rise and shine tomorrow as a newly cemented CEDH player, Big Tuck. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, it was it was fun uh, playtesting this. And I is this just normal? Is it normal to feel this way when you're doing it? Like dirty and greasy? It was, yeah. Like, it, I don't know if it felt, it felt like, it felt good, but in a bad way, right? Like, you know, like those vampire movies where it's like, Oh, I feel it feels so good to be bad or whatever. That's exactly what it felt like. It felt like that. Like So I'll I'll say this. Usually you oh, don't have also, that feeling because you're usually at a table with other people right. with decks similar. So it's actually when you play test it and you have the experience that you did, it's like, I think I might need to get quicker. Like, is this even enough? Like that's, that's what, more of like the mindset. Okay, because that's what I was trying to understand as well, where it's like, is this good enough? And well, okay, I I don't want to get too much into it, but um, it, it was very fun playtesting this. And I've been trying to do that more often with the decks when I build them. Just to be like, what am I missing here, right? Like, is it too yeah. slow? Am, am I missing creature drops? Like, what's going sure. on here? So, anyways, how are we doing today? How are you? It's hot as balls here in CLT. Dude, so. it is so is it hot warm? outside. My goodness. I uh, went to a shoe store uh, near my house to get my uh, wedding shoes. I wanted to just get them like a little refurbished, a little touched up, because um, I already have a pair of patent leather dress shoes. And I go in, hand the guy my shoes, and I'm just kind of waiting. Small little store. A couple sure. guys in there, they're chatting. And I'm I'm closed in. It's an air-conditioned you know, I'm, I'm, I'm stuck in here, baby. And uh, the guy that's sitting down, just kind of sitting there talking, he's like, hey, so is it still hot out there? And I was like, bro, I'm sweating just thinking about how hot it is outside. And I'm in air conditioning. What do you think? Uh, so it's hot as hell. Uh, very excited, though. That definitely cooled me off. <gasps> Don't know if everyone's seen it. I shared it with Big Tuck today. Apparently, some fan took the Kenobi series truncated it down and actually even rearranged some of the scenes to be yeah. more of a movie. And it's about two and a half to three hours long. And I successfully got mine downloaded. So I will be forcing my fiance to watch that this weekend. Has she, has she watched all of your video? Has she watched all of it already with you or no? No, no. Okay. Well, and so I don't want to get too far into this because we want this. To, this is a net good thing, right? That came out of this. Yeah. Right. This is a net good product, I think. But so far, all of the links, except for the one streaming service that he put up, are all dead. None of them work today. So, and so, they, all said, they all said that they violated Google's terms of service when you click on them. I got so lucky then because I was able to get it downloaded to my Mac okay. this morning. So yeah. I actually have the file. Uh, you know what? Maybe I'll uh, put it in our share drive. Well, hook, hook up our buddy. I went through and there he posted there's like five different Google Drive links. Yep. And then there was a final one that was like on audio FM or something. So I went to that and I did get it downloaded. All oh, there you it. Go. So we're so we're set. I'm actually I'm thinking about potentially watching that tonight because we're going camping tomorrow morning. Or we're going okay. hiking tomorrow morning. So I don't know if I want to be like out in that all day, like hungover or anything. And also I didn't really drink this week. Which I was very but you proud said of. Didn't really? Does that just mean you had like a beer a day? Or no, what's I had, that? I, I didn't have. I didn't have any beers. This is the second beer I had this week, and I had one of them with lunch today because I was like, I 
forget it. My boss, <laughs> my boss and my project manager have been out of town this entire week. So it's kind of felt like I've been out of town a little bit this entire week. If you catch my drift. Okay. Like That's I fair. got all my That's work fair. done as needed, but like no yeah. one's really judging me for it. Cause they don't know what's going on. So, um, it's been good, man. I went and saw, uh, there's a new movie theater place that opened in, uh, down the street from where I live. It's like all independent movies. And there's one that I love that I think you would have despised called Lost Highway. And it okay. makes no sense. I, I see. I saw it on the second time around and finally understood it. But it's very slow. A lot of people looking at each other. Did you see North The Northman yet? I have it downloaded and I want to watch it. But okay. it looks like one of those movies I need to be in like a drama action mindset yes. before I sit down. Right. Well, and that guy, that guy up to this point has only done weird, like indie, very thought provoking sort of stuff. So I don't think it's going to be okay. like the Vikings TV show, which I know you're a big fan of. Oh, freaking love it. Uh, also, I switched it up a little bit. I am having a Belgian beer that's from Rochenfort, uh, Belgian, uh, Belgian ale, a Trappist that's 9% and it's quite tasty. Oh, look at you. So look, I'm starting, I'm starting it off right. Start her off right, and boy, I'm hyped for today. Big hype for today. Big hype, guys. And if you aren't sure why you're here, let me educate you. Because <laughs> Bruce and Bills is our deck tech series. Uh, since we conquered the path to 32, the 12 themes of EDH decks, we have moved on to a segment called Say Yes to the Deck. And this will comprise of one of our hosts, today being myself, building a deck online specifically geared towards the play style for the other, but still challenging how they play EDH, which I did for Big Tuck today. You sure but did. at the end... We'll still see if they say yes to the deck, and I believe you should have most of the pieces for this deck already in your possession. I would think you probably do. Um, I and do. I actually even cut cards out that I was like, no way you have these. <laughs> uh, and we'll see if they say yes. But of course, guys, at the heart of Brews and Builds is still here. So we describe the decks similar to how we brew beers. So we broke it down into four different categories. The first one's ramp and setting your uh, board state. We call that grains. And grains are the foundation of every beer. They include both base malts and specialty malts, usually in a 60 to 40 ratio. This helps with the color, the taste, and most importantly, the alcohol content of the beer. Next, it always needs ways to grow, stabilize, and ramp into your bigger threats. And just like a grain profile, they're usually a mix of staples and specialty cards. How does your board interact with all of your opponents? We call that hops. And hops give its beer its patented bitterness and herbal floral flavors. They grow in a variety of strands and helps distinguish subcategories like IPAs. Our hop choices help clearly interact with the board so your deck can ultimately do what it wants. And then we have what the, it's interesting, the format that I built this deck for, you'd think there'd be a lot of this, but you want it very specific for the deck. Mm. How do you actually close out and win? We call that yeast. And yeast are the living microorganisms that eat the sugar from the grain and poop out alcohol and CO2. It adds alcohol content. And these Belgian beers are known for having very high yeast contents. Uh, and the carbonation. Without yeast, you'd be drinking flat sugar water. Without yeast cards, your deck would meet the goal of actually winning the game. And then, of course, we do have shenanigans, and surprisingly, I was able to cram a few in here. These are pet cards, kind of weird synergies that could fit. Maybe they're a little fringe. We call that spice. And not every beer has them, but spices and other additives help separate a normal stock beer from a specialty one. It could be this pepper that turns a stout into jalapeno stout, or the addition of hops that turn IPA into a double IPA. Not every deck has something that makes it pop, but if it does, this is where we generally talk about it. And then to cap it all off, we do have a bottle capping. And these are going to be Big Tuck's Three Cuts. 
and three ads to the deck that are going to be under $5, under 50 bucks, and a no-budget restriction. We just can't talk about mana-only lands, which I don't think you would want to do in a mono-colored deck. Mm-mm. So without further ado, let's get brewing. Today, guys, I think I might have done it. <laughs> it's not true what I would call S-tier, but I would say this is a strong A-tier CEDH deck. We got to say yes to the deck with Urza High Lord Artificer. Or Lord High Artificer. Yes, I always think Chuck? it's the other way, too. I always think it's High yeah. Artificer. And if we're talking about 420 there, baby. <laughs> well, Big Tuck, why don't you read what this card does? And then let me describe how I had built yes. this for you. And then we'll kind of have your thoughts and feedbacks on the deck as a whole. Sure. So Lurza, Lurza, Urza, Lord High Artificer. That is so hard. Is that hard to say? Is that just us? Urza, Lord High Artificer? Urza, I mean, Lord- I think it's just... It just sounds weird grammar-wise, because it should be High Lord. Like, I always feel like when you hear about Lords, it's the High Lord. Urza Lord Lord High High Artificer. Urza High Lord Artificer. High Lord's way easier. Anyways, for those who don't know, this is a two-colorless, two-blue, legendary creature, human artificer, mythic. That's from what set, Mr. Combo? Modern Horizons! The first one. And it's a 1-4, which I don't think matters, but all three abilities heavily do in this build. Yes. When, Urza, when Urza enters the battlefield, create a zero, zero colorless construct artifact creature token with this creature gets plus one, plus one for each artifact you control, which I think is shockingly good here. And I'll oh, explain why man. as to my play test. Right. So then also tapped an unfa- untapped artifact you control add blue, which I think is the second is probably the, the strongest ability on the card, period. Right. Just being yes. able to turn everything into it. And then I think this, the bottom one is one that people use a lot for win cons, but here I feel like it's much more nice to have, right? Yeah, it's just a nice to have. Yeah, so five colorless, shuffle your library, then exile a top card. Until end of turn, you may play that card without paying its mana cost. So is the only reason why this is banned in Golos, why this isn't banned in Golos is, is because Golos is colorless? Uh, Colorless, it can go in any colored deck, and Golos is an ETB. Go get, I think it's any land from your deck, Mm -hmm. right? Put yeah. on the battlefield. So I, th- I think that's the reason is you can more abuse and go get those more stuff uh, lands. Yeah, uh, versus I think this, you're only stronger. getting blue. Worse is way stronger, I think. But what do I know, right? This is my forte. But anyways, so, this was the deck that you built. Yes. So this was my attempt to get Tuck into Cedh. So first off, stop the additional comments that this is probably a fringe Cedh deck. We get it. We get it. This, what Tuck had asked, and when I had challenged him with it, he said, I would like to have a very high-powered deck that I can play at the CEDH tables when I go to a Magic Fest, and, you know, I can at least be there and participate. But I also don't want the deck to be so strong that I've sit down at a casual table where people just have their normal sevens and eights. I don't just pup stomp them to death. So that's kind of where I started thinking what could we do around that? We know Tuck loves the red zone. He loves mm. beating face. So that's kind of where I thought, well, what if you did an Urza build and tried to figure out a way to blink him as much as possible to get the construct army and just go in? I mean, if you look at Urza's art, it's literally constructs yeah. behind him with the Darksteel Forge behind them. So I don't think this was ever a combo commander. I think this legitimately was almost <laughs> built as a, hey, I got this army and I'm going to beat you to face. Right, this, arm, this so army I, of robots. 
Yes. And so I thought there could be some uh, appealing there. I thought going monocolor would make it easier on the budget because now it's you don't have to worry about abers and fetches, things like sure. that. Artifacts, a lot of the ones that Urza likes are the Cheerios. They're very cheap. They're That's throwaway cheap. artifacts. Sure. I thought that could kind of help with that. And I just, I, I know Urza has such a reputation. And so I thought it'd be fun to sit down, for you to sit down and be like, guys, this isn't your normal Urza deck. <laughs> and you're I'm actually doing. 100% like faithful and true about it. Yeah, and uh, it's reason. I think it's reasonable for a CDH deck. It's around fourteen to eighteen hundred dollars, right? Like, I feel like that's on the cheaper yeah. side of an ED- a CDH deck. If you want to get there, yeah, that's fair. Um, the interesting thing is it just shows how messed up tapped out is. Did you see the competitive meter? No, what is it? I'm what just gonna let you scroll down and see it. Seventy-four <laughs> percent casual. What? Wait, <laughs> so, why? But per, t- per tapped out, this deck is a level of power two or three on a scale of ten. I don't get, <laughs> but like, it doesn't make any sense because it's like we're not. I assume we're not gonna be talking about it, but it has like counter spell. It has all of the top tier uh, counter, like the uh, counter spell, cyclonic rift. Right, like it's fourteen hundred dollars. Uh, and so when I first looked through this. I was like, okay, I think what's going on here, this looks a little bit like a little bit of a generic Urza build, but I was like, you know what? I was going through my notes. I was like, let's give it a shot. Uh, this deck is really good. Uh, it's insanely good, I would argue. I sent Mr. Combo a screenshot of my turn two where I had a turn one Urza and uh, just went off to the races there. It seems like it's probably pretty insane. Now, it's also if we're playing this at high level people are gonna have counter spells are gonna have removal all that stuff so i don't think just gold fishing it is gonna be that good right but i was thinking about this way and you played more ch than i have if you are so if you put yourself so far ahead that people are burning counter spells on turn one and two and using all their removal they're going to be behind as well right uh the argument there is they'll just have more um, mm. that's why, you know, in, in this, this build, you don't see it a ton because we had to put more grains in to maximize Urza. Sure. But if you remember my turns and burns deck, I want to say my hop section was 50% of my deck. Right, right, right. And so that's more the thought. And especially as you add in the additional colors, now we even have more counter magic and we have ways to get our counter spells back. So more in the competitive world, it's, can I get you to burn them enough? And then I can win on the next turn. Got it. Okay. That's more of what it is. Cause then they have to be able to draw enough to, to get to more get there. additional. But I like in the two times I played like three or four hands and I will admittedly, I got a card in the opener that was like really broken. But the funniest part of it was in the first game I played, there was a card that I had on the chopping block as like slam dunk. Number one. And I was like, no, like no way <laughs> it's back. It's back in. We're back. We're back in baby. Oh, man. Yeah. And I will say uh, I did not build this solely on my own. Uh, Big shout out to SD Sharpie and uh, Marketing Ross, uh, both of our Discord mods. They definitely kind of gave me some inspiration and kind of helped me build this out uh, because I wanted to make sure that I wasn't just looking at it from my lens. Let's use some other people as well. Um, probably, and I know we're not going to talk about it. I doubt it. One of my favorite things to do when I was, uh, gold fishing the deck was to play swift foot boots, then use swift foot boots, yes. uh, to tap itself or using Urza <laughs> to tap swift foot boots, then to equip it. It's and incredible. I just imagine like Dorothy, like clicking her heels, like there's no place like home. <laughs> and it's just like magic comes over Urza. Uh, I, it's great. 
I have a lot of stories about that as well. Um, I I have Urza in exactly one deck in my and it's in my Brea deck that I never play, and I don't think I've ever there drawn you go. him. So it's like I don't know that he was. I knew that he was strong, but like more like it's like hearing you know like Candyman is strong. You're like, oh, I heard these stories, right? But I've never seen him myself. Yep. Uh, also, the new Candyman movie. Have you seen it? The one that came out last yes, year. I have. What do you yep. think? Uh, we liked it up until the end. The ending was very confusing to both of us. Really? Because I liked yeah. it. I, I loved the ending. I was big hype on the ending. I gave it three and a half out of four, five stars and gave it a like. So three and a half plus. What What would you give it? Last movie. Last uh, movie. Uh, two and a half with uh, not a recommend or unrecommend. Just just two and a half flat. Yeah, just nice. a flat two and a half. Sure. Uh, so some other things about the deck. We got a 277 CMC. Uh, Crazy. That's, that's, I would say it's probably right about right for a CDH deck. I have seen some CDH decks that like to be like 1-9, 2-1. Uh, so you, you could say it might be a little heavy there. Um, from a breakdown, I did want to talk about this a little bit. We only have 29 lands in the deck. Right. That's okay. You may even cut a land from the deck <laughs> at the end of it, if you end up building it, because Urza being able to tap the artifacts for blue. And the key thing is it doesn't even matter if it has summoning sickness because Urza is doing the tapping. Exactly. So, you know, you get around that completely. Uh, I think that's perfectly fine. Plus we have a bunch of artifacts in here that just produce mana on their own. Is it so, normal? I took, I took like, I think in the, in the three, I played five games, two of them. I just like ran through as quick as I could just to see if there's any cards. I'm like, well, this is a stinker, right? Um, but then the th the three I actually played through, I think I kept one land, two land, and one land. Is that normal in CDH? It can't be, right? Yeah, it, it is. Okay, just because you you run all the zero and one drop mana rocks just to get out the gates? Okay. Yeah, and I mean, if you think about it, if you keep a one lander, it could be, you know, that one land into Mana Crypt, into Grim Monolith, into yeah. this, into that. So, I mean, it into could just the rest be of your disgusting. Sure. So, all right. Well, let's go ahead and start this off. This is a deck that was built for you. But before we could even get to that, we have to let people know how to support us. We have to. Patreon.com, guys. You probably see it on the ticker somewhere at the bottom there on YouTube and Twitch. Uh, Patreon.com slash CMD Tower. Lots of different tiers. Uh, we're able to... We actually just took some of our patron funds, and I'm getting a special soundboard that now we're going to be able to upload way more sounds into our podcast. We're not just restricted to what Zencaster uses. Uh, I know that we've had some compression issues with my audio coming through, so that'll get eliminated. Um, we're looking into, once we start doing Twitch more, getting Tuck his own soundboard, I guess whenever he has a bigger desk. Uh, I have we no have room for a soundboard Real right estate now. issues. So uh, all this stuff does go to improving that end experience for you. So anything you could do, patreon.com slash CMD Tower. Tuck, ramp, and grain section. Okay. What do you got? Uh, I, so I'm back on my bullshit, and I'm now choosing a slimy, a greasy, and a sweaty pick. Because <sighs> I realized after some listeners had said that they've been listening since like day one, we've been doing way not, we've been not doing near enough bits. Not near enough bits in this in this podcast. So I want to start with one that I identified as slimy, but I think this is a really... So I think this is one of the cards in here that is a really unique include in this deck that I would like to see in more decks of this sort of build. Okay. Um, and that one is a new card from Kamigawa that is one of these Bizarro reconfigure ones that mm. also has maybe the longest creature type I've ever seen on, a, on anything at all. 
And that card is the reality chip. So a colorless and a blue for an 04 legendary artifact creature equipment jellyfish. That is a rare. So this can be your commander, although I'm not sure why you would want that. Uh, you may look at the top card of your library at any time, just normal, right? Which I think is insane. Like, I think that's really good, right? For one colorless and one blue. Uh, sure. And then as long as the reality chip is attached to a creature, you may play lands and cast spells from the top of your library. And this card's only about a buck 41. So in my opinion, if you're playing equipment decks, if you're playing um, artifact decks that care about these sort of things, I think this card is insanely good. Uh, we are, I, in every game that I played, and we didn't talk about this earlier off of Urza, the artifact token that he created, especially on the early turns, was so strong right? So good. So strong. And being able to slap this on him, just having a creature that you know you can you can have that on there to kind of play off the top, especially if you when you start curving into some of your higher end, not infinite, but like tons of mana combos that you can have and continue to re refuel your hand, I think is insane. I think this card's really, really good in this deck and in general. Tuck, we have in this deck, let's do a little sorting. Because here's really where the power of this card and this deck come from with Urza. We have in the deck 15 one drops. We also wow. have 42 zero drops. But if you want to take out the 29 lands, what's that? 13? So we technically sure. have 28 cards that cost one or less mana. Most of those cards are going to be artifacts. Correct. So that means... When you have that oh thing equipped God, to Urza, yes. you're playing it off the top, and then you're tapping it to play the next one off the top, to play the next one off the top, to play the next that. one off the top. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. It's bonkers, right? It, yeah, and then there is one counter spell in the hop section that we may or may not talk to that has Storm. So then that's just oh, even better. Sure. Because, you know, you got to think about it. In a CEDH play group, not so much. But in your traditional North Carolina group, or if you're just at a Magic Fest and you just need to have a little bit stronger deck, People aren't going to immediately interrupt you. They're going to see you do it five, six, seven times and be like, well, we can't have that. Right, exactly. Uh, Cyclonic Rift. And you're like, uh, the Storm card with Storm Count 11? Right, yeah, exactly. You're, we got you beat. So I thought it was a really cool include, um, and I think it's a really cool card in general. So good on you. Well, I can't take credit for that. Pretty sure that was from our amazing mod, so I will give them all the credit in the world. Oh. Now, what I will take credit for is just knowing Big Tuck, what was the one combo you noticed was not in this deck? I don't know if I want to say it or not. No, say it. I don't. I. I don't. I don't. I don't want to. I'm not going to. Oh wait, Grim Monolith Pyro Artifact oh, wasn't in the deck. Yes. Okay. Yes. And also to that, and also Lab Man. No, none of that. Oh well, yeah. And I meant to say that earlier, guys. Uh, I purposely put in here there is no infinite turns. There is no draw your deck, win the game. I took all of that out. So uh, that's another reason why I think people are going to say this isn't CDH. It's right. like, uh, lick me. So, but here's the thing: <laughs> this deck can produce stupid amounts of mana. Agreed. Yes, one hundred percent. But you sometimes still need more because of the fact we don't have just like this infinite way to win. You kind of do need to like, I need to get into this. Sometimes yeah. you're using Urza's uh, five ability. And when I play tested it, sometimes I'd use it six times in a turn Whoa. just to get stuff. Yeah, right. So uh, a way to double your mana is very impactful. <laughs> It is very Doubling good. cube is kind of stupid in Urza builds. It's very so stupid. So colorless artifact. And I think this is probably one of the cards you do not own. I do not. So three colorless. 
uh, tap it, double the amount of each type of mana in your mana pool, and it costs, let's just call it 18 bucks, right in the middle there. Right. So the thing I like about this card is it does double duty in this deck. Early game with Urza, it still taps for blue. It's not like it's wasted. You right. know, that's always the argument against Coffers. If you don't have Urborg out, Cabal Coffers really isn't that good. Um, right, right, right. This kind of gets around that with Urza. Second thing is then in your late game, and I did do this, Tucked, where I was like, okay, let me play <laughs> Doubling Cube. I could get these things. Do I have enough? And it's like, I was able to tap on like turn four, and I ended up having 18 floating mana in my mana pool. I did Urza multiple times, got multiple artifacts, was able to do it for a fourth and fifth time. And it was just like, that was turn four. I dumped 30 mana of free spells out there. It was disgusting. I think there's a four or at least a two card combo that you could go infinite with this, which I like as well. Like there is an infinite oh. combo that you can assemble, which we'll probably get to in the yeast section, uh, which I just dawned on me because I'm kind of doing something for your say yes to the deck, which will be ready very shortly. Ooh, ooh, fun. Ooh, you're well, gonna like it. I, I, I'm liking this. You know, you're lively. The last, the last time we did a CEDH discussion, you were a little uh, poo pooey. I like I that there's maybe, some energy with this. I just, I don't know. I just like, I hate to say this. I had like fun just running this through. Right? Like it was just kind of fun to be like, this is. And like, I will, I will say in our mods defense, they did tell me, Mister Combo, if Tuck does not build this, you have to build it. And if you don't build it, we are building. Someone it. else like, is that's going how to. Ex- yeah. That's how excited people are about it. So I, I was pretty proud of that. I think it's pretty strong. What, what's your next grain, though? I'm, I'm so curious with your sweaty, oh, slimy. This one is one that I just sold. Sticky. It's, a, it's unfortunate, but I'm glad I sold it when I did because. Oh, yep. I got seventy dollars for this card, and I've tried to jam it in almost every deck that I own. And finally, there's a deck where I got it out on turn three. Another Kamigawa oh, one. Is this you or no? No. no. Okay. Jin Kataxa's Progress Giant. I knew this card would be in a deck on Bruce and Builds. I, I knew it. Turn, turn three? three. I mean, I, I, I said this off cast. There were two games in a row that I played where I got Terza, Urza out on turn one. It's bonkers. Uh, but anyways, uh, this is my greasy pick because this is just a straight slam dunk into here, right? Five colorless and double blue for a 5-5 five, five legendary creature Frexian Praetor. It's a mythic for about $10. I got 60 out of mine that I got that I that I opened. So that paid for a big but chunk on the Abridol. This is $10 for the cheapest copy. The cheapest you did one. have the, the, the Super, legit one, duper right? Frexian one, yeah. and all that, yeah. But I'm glad to know that I could have traded that for 10 of these, which I won't do because yeah, I, like I don't like this card in my playstyle. But anyways, whenever you cast an artifact, instant, or sorcery spell, copy that spell. You may choose new targets for the copy. I think to your point, it doesn't say for the first... Oh, I'm sorry, it does. This ability only triggers once yeah. each turn. Damn it. I was like, I thought that was on the other one. Whenever an opponent casts an artifact, instant, or sorcery spell, counter that spell, then it triggers only once each turn. Which, to your point, I think if you can get this out early, this is like free protection against removal spells, right? Because, to, like like you're saying up front, people only have a finite amount of these, and getting them to burn two to do one effect is pretty solid, right? And on top of that, now you're you're more talking about it from a hops perspective. L- let's focus on the sure. grain, because that's oh, kind sure. of why I had it here. Um I'll tell you this, Tuck. It's only in grains and not spice because it's top-end is so top-end. Mm-hmm. But my argument to the mods um, was this card does nothing outside of turn four. 
Like turn four and beyond, this card is unplayable oh, because I see you've what probably you mean. already dumped every like good artifact that you're trying to cheat out. So right. this actually is one that if you decided to build this in real life, you could easily swap that for something else, something else? and okay. you wouldn't have to buy it again. Like personally, uh, but I will say from your hot perspective, you just focused on the double removal. Well, how about when they do the second spell? You then counterspell, and you get two copies of your counterspell. So they actually have to. Oh, would use three pieces of removal to get rid of one thing on their right. turn. Right, right, right. And I love like with these zero drop artifacts, getting able to just get those doubled for free is pretty solid. But yep. I, there is a card. I almost got that. I almost got him out on turn two in one of the games, but I got, I, there's another card I wanted to play and I just got, I just couldn't tap it, which we'll get to. Sure. Well, my next one. So I kind of looked at it this way. How do we produce lots of mana? How do we get Urza out as soon as possible? Yes. And how do we enhance the value of what this deck is trying to do? So now we're talking about how Ur how you get Urza out as quick as possible. Tux alluded to it. He got it in his opening hand in two of his games. But I wanted to talk about just the uniqueness of this beautiful Lotus. Oh, talk yeah. Jewel Lotus. Colorless, <sighs> artifact, mythic, $82. Don't you still have one? No, I never opened one. I never got one. Oh, okay. I kept waiting for the price to go down. I think it settled at like 70, and I was like, I'm not paying that. You have don't you have one that you're not playing? No, I used to have a fuller foil one, but I traded it for a and I, I I still think I came out on top. I traded it for the green collection premium. So oh, the that's foil right. Sylvan yeah, Library yeah. will yeah, be yeah. tutor. I th I think I still am about even there. Um so anyways, Jewel Lotus, tap it, sacrifice it, add three mana of any one color, spend this mana to only cast your commander. So it's pretty obvious, guys. You, you get this in your opening hand with an island, you have Urza out turn one. It, Here's <laughs> the thing I like about it, though. So good. Even if you don't, even if you get it turn two and you don't have Urza out, here's the cool thing. You don't have to use it for Urza. Urza will tap it for a blue mana. Yes. So... Is long, so the way I like this card is it's so modal. Turn one, 100%, crack that crap for Urza, get it out as soon as possible. But honestly, I've started thinking turn two and beyond, I don't know. Would I rather just have it as an extra mana rock that Urza's able right. to tap? Or do I want to bin it? And like Urza's going to get removed, right? And that's something you can't really play test against without like yep. trying to be like, okay, it's going to die. So even if you draw this late game, aka turn four or whatever, it's still going to have some story utility. And I never really believed in the strength of this card. When it first came out, I remember all of us kind of panicked and ran for the hills for it, right? Myself But included. then we all got super cool on it, though. Yeah, and like, and I will say getting, I think maybe that was one of the reasons why I was so excited is getting a turn one Urza feels incredible, right? Like you feel yeah. like you're on top of the world, no matter where you're sitting. Absolutely. Well, give us your last grain card. So this is my sweaty pick and I know why they're in here. Okay. Um, there's a lot of zero drops, which I, which I understand as to why, right? Okay. But I do think that all zero drops are made equally. So the one okay. that I wanted to talk about is something that has an ability. And this one is one of those cards that back in the day we used to argue like, oh, you could put this in any deck. Probably it's showing a little bit of its tooth right now, but at least Spellbook lets you mm. get something out of it. So it is a zero yeah. drop artifact for a buck 30. Insane. For an uncommon. And it just says you have no maximum hand size, right? So I did not have a problem with my hand size in any of the games that I played. 
but still, I do understand the point of having zero drop artifacts because they just pretty much turn into um, sky diamonds for you. And I like this one that at least does something in case you do run into your draw spells or if you are like storming off and then you have to end the turn, you can hold on to your whole hand for nothing, right? And also, I, I, that's offensive to these zero drops. They're not sky diamonds. Sky diamond comes in tapped. These are more They're like true. mana lifts. Yeah, exactly. They're terrible. So uh, I, do like, I do like Spellbook. Um, the other one, so what do you think, which, which would you rather put first into a deck if you had to this or telepathy and telepathy for the, for what you don't know is a one drop. It's one blue for an for an enchantment that lets you all players have to play. All opponents have to play with their hands open. I mean, in an Urza build spell book, that's a thousand percent going in. Now I will tell you this tuck and you might like this. If you build this, I'd cut Jin Kataxis for telepathy. Oh, okay. Let get a you little reduce, You've taken you've taken six pips out, and now it's like, hey, I always want to know what you guys have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I like that. Good, good. All right, blade of selves. Come on. Now this one Let's was an go. this was an interesting one. So do you put this on Urza or do you put it on the construct? So we got blade of selves, two colorless artifact equipment. It's a little under four bucks. It's a rare. Equipped for four. Equipped creature has myriad. Um, whenever it attacks for each opponent other than defending player, create a token that's a copy of the creature that's tapped at attacking that player or planeswalker they control. Exile the tokens at end of combat. So this is here for Urza. You slap it on Urza. You create two more Urzas, which create two more constructs mm-hmm. that stick around. The Urzas die immediately uh, to legend rule. It's on here because you can throw it on your constructs, create sure. two additional constructs. That's an additional uh, two power to each of your constructs. That's nothing to sneeze at. And it's also here for any of our other, you know, I I guess you would kind of call it utility cards that we have in Mm, the deck. mm -hmm. Like we didn't talk about it, but a Vidalcan Archmage, maybe if you have instant speed, right? It's like, okay, you know what? I need to, I need to draw like an additional six or nine cards. Let me put this on the Archmage attack. Yeah, it's probably going to die, right. but let's get the two. I'll cast some stuff at instant speed, draw a, a new grip, sacrifice the Archmage because it'll get blocked and killed. And then, you know, so I think there's going to be some different value plays that you could do with it. But at its core, it's here for either Urza to get you two additional constructs, right. which is our strategy, or just two additional constructs in general, which will increase our power, which still increases the strategy. Absolutely. Okay. All right. All right. I'm I'm here for it. I like it. Little little oh. out there for CDH. I'm here for it. And it's a freaking mana rock for two mana. So yeah, exactly. It is a sky. It's even a better sky diamond. There you go. It's, yeah. It is just a better sky diamond. <laughs> it's it's arcane signet part two. All right, guys. Well, that's going to wrap up the grain section. Before we head over to the next one, uh, we would love for you to check out our Etsy store, uh, Etsy.com. If you just type CMD Tower uh, into the search bar, you'll be able to find it. Uh, the great thing is I'm actually going over to Nance's tonight to hang out with Marketing Ross and a bunch of the boys, play some nice. cards. And uh, we're going to do some, I can't remember what they call it, scene shots, character shots, where it's like us playing with our gear so we get like live action gameplay photos. So hopefully the Etsy store will have Way better pictures. You know, like, if oh. you see those uh, action shots of, like, the father and son playing catch or, ah, sure, you know, right. stuff like that. 
Uh, so uh, hopefully that stuff will improve. But seriously, go on there. Any of the merch that you guys buy, once again, goes back into trying to make this channel better. Um, and we can't do new merch until you guys buy the old merch. So <laughs> please go out there, buy it. We always do stuff. It's a limited run. So once it's gone, it's gone. And we already have a bunch of new ideas for future stuff we'd like to do. So remember, Etsy.com, CMD Tower in the search bar. Now we're going to head over to how this deck is going to interact with the board with the hot profile. And Tuck, I've never really... We've talked about this card. I don't own one. I thought it was fine. But then I was like, man, an Urza getting protection from everything except for blue seems real good. And it's a mana rock. Commander's <laughs> Plate sure. seems stupid. Yeah, it seems very strong. Single colorless mythic artifact equipment for about $15. Equip creature gets plus three, plus three, and has protection from each color that's not in your commander's color identity. You can equip it for five, or equip it to a commander for three. So you get a one drop, mana rock, whenever Urza's out, and then you slap that on Urza, arguably better than Lightning Greaves, because now you can at least target Urza with your own stuff. Really, really like it. And don't sleep on that plus three, plus three in the protection. Maybe it's late game. Throw that onto a construct. Right. Maybe you can't block nothing. I'm well, just going to beat you for 28. So I did I did run into a few games where I did get a handful of equipments, which we'll get to later. So is it worth, like, is it ever worth to power up Urza to get him to seven or eight to start no. swinging in for commander no. damage? It's way, it's, it's way too slow, right? Yeah. The, the only thing that you're throwing on Urza from an equipment perspective is to protect Urza, mm -hmm. and that's it. Yeah, that makes sense. I do like this card a lot, though, and like we talked about on my party time, our party time episode, still really haven't found a spot for it. Well, hey, now you got now you got one. Uh, all right, nineteen others to go. What did you pick? Because I feel like we might sync up on one. I think there's there might be two. I'm gonna go with the greasy pick because I think that getting to if you can get yourself to untap in this game. In this deck, nothing else is really going to matter, right? Okay. So this pact to me probably mm. doesn't really have that bad, that much of a downside to it. And that card is pact of negation. So CEDH staple, I would assume zero drop instant counter target spell at the beginning of your next upkeep. Pay three colorless and double blue. If you don't, you lose the game. It's around ten dollars. Uh, so the way I look at this is the way after I was playing it was like this was there's so many times that I got to my untap step where I was like, I have plenty of mana, right? The time before, if someone tried to remove my board or try to disrupt me, it doesn't matter, right? I'm going to be off to the yeah. races with Urza out. So this doesn't really have that much of a drawback, right? I've already, I already have 10 mana on turn three. So eating half of that and then going into dropping more mana rocks and all these things seems like it wasn't that big of an issue. Now, I know there's probably times where, you know, this could backfire on you if someone destroys an artifact and you're just short of one mana. But for me, just having this in your back pocket and being able to be like, they're going to try to stop me. If I can stop them stopping me, I win the game. It's well worth mm -hmm. it for this sort of entry level price, right? Yeah, I completely agree. And I think, I think people need to think about it. Yes, Urza lets us tap the artifact stuff. So it's like, oh, well, you could be using that mana for other spells. But I, I think we just need to understand that that's just something unique about Urza. So when I look at Pact of Negation, I think about from a traditional sense, 
my lands and mana producing artifacts like your soul rings, those are the resources that I'm losing to Pact of Negation. And that's going to slow right. me down and like, oh, do I want to spend that investment? But in Urza, I can literally tap Spellbook, Paradise Mantle, uh, Jewel Lotus, because it can only be used for my commander, Foundry Inspector, a freaking creature, and I could tap Extra Planar Lens. Those are all five right. things that do not have any tap activated abilities without yes. Urza. So it's like, why do I care that these things that are otherwise useless, if I didn't stop that board wipe, or if I didn't stop that removal spell, like these wouldn't have been able to do anything either way. So that's right. really the way that I look at it. If you're having to tap your lands and your mana producing mana rocks, okay, I, I can I can hear an argument about pact and negation. Right. But right, if you're right. tapping things that normally wouldn't be able to tap, then no. Don't come at me with that. Yep, agreed. Agreed wholeheartedly. So if I'd had that in my opener in one of the games, I think I would have been able to stop anyone with doing anything no matter what on turn like two, th <laughs> two, two, th two through four. So worth, worth the price. All right. Well, for my second hop, I wanted to try to figure out a way. We, they, they burned through our removal. And it's like, they're like, yes, we're destroying Urza. Team, we did it. Wouldn't it be nice to be able to regenerate Urza? This oh, yeah, you sweaty, like this? This, is my, this is my sweaty pick. This is the sweaty pick. Three, it's dripping. Two, one. Herbal poultice. <laughs> Love it. Zero it's, drop artifact. It's so greasy. <laughs> no, sweaty. I'm I thought you said it's sweaty. It's so sweaty. It's uh, dripping. Zero drop artifact. You can pick it up for a quarter. It's a common. <laughs> I think Three a court, mana. This, should, this should be this this should have been a cent. There's no way this is worth 22 cents. Watch it's actually like in a hundred percent of Urza decks. Uh, <laughs> three colorless sacrifice herbal poultice. Now I just guys want you to hold on to that. What I did not say. Just just kind of think about what yeah. I didn't say. Regenerate oh. target creature. Really, what herbal poultice says is two mana right. sacrifice it Ta sorry two mana itself. tap sacrifice like regenerate target yes. creature because it's an artifact why not for two mana yeah just on the spot to be able to keep it and the thing i love about this is that even if you need to tap herbal poultice to do stuff on your turn as long as you still have three mana through some other sources you can still sacrifice it to regenerate urza right, who right, the right. hell cares if you've tapped this thing Best secret tech of the deck. <laughs> and I guarantee, Tuck, people are going to forget about that card. Yes. When oh, it's like yeah, time 100%. to finally get rid of you. So do you, the only question, I, I, I agree on all, all stops. Um, it's a ridiculous card. Very silly. But like, is, I guess what's scarier, or I, I imagine it's both, right? What's scarier in CDH? Counterspells or targeted removal on creatures, right? It's both, right? Yeah, I mean, you're going to see more... Because, like, Assass Assassin's Trophy is probably an all-star in any deck that can run it, right? Yep. Uh, Beast Within probably still sees play. Oh, sure. Oh, Pongify. Yes. Um, all of that's going to be Rapid hybridization, yeah. Yep. So, I, look at CDH this way, or the competitive landscape. If it's two mana, I've even heard is fringe. It's kind of the one mana or less removals. Um, those are the ones that you need to worry about. So, I guess, Chuck, if it's like, if you were to build a graph, how many free... Zero and one, and I would put counter spells on the two drop as well. Two mana or less sure. counter spell list versus the one mana or even two mana or less targeted removal list. I bet you there's probably more counter spells than removal, 
So that's probably still the threat, but you still got to worry about removal, especially right. because once again, I wasn't trying to build you a deck that only has a home at CDH tables. You've talked about how your play group, it's not, it's like living in the red zone. And right. you know what? You might need to block with Urza and regenerate it. Yeah. yeah Save yeah. your bacon. I can't. Well, I could. I could tell you this much. I cannot play this deck in our current in our current landscape. What? Really? No, it'd be it'd be unbeatable. <laughs> There's no way. No one runs. No one really runs blue. Um. And then the other thing too, I was just thinking Sounds about like was problem. what? Yeah. Right. Um. This. I imagine this is one of the rare decks. Well, I guess. Mm, like fatal push is a premier removal spell, right? And I'm guessing mm-hmm. it's probably pretty good in CEDH because like it gets. Vile Smasher and um, the other one that goes with that. It'll get Urza because it has the CMC four or less, that sort of thing. So even that is like a good counterexample to myself of, yeah, these things are these things are here. And before we go any further, uh, um, because we both match that one, uh, I know you're a big fan of Stone Cold Steve Austin. I'm a big fan of his as well. Uh, do not be fooled, people. This Steve Austin's Broken Skull American Lager that cost me like $12 for a four pack is trash. It's disgust. It's just it's disgusting. I do like his. I like his Skullbreaker IPA, but this is not good. Not good. Not, at all. No sorry, bueno. sorry, Steve. Don't come give me a stunner, please. Oh, that totally sounded like something else. But we'll move past that. <laughs> uh, why don't you give us your last hop card? So this one is a little slimy, slimy, and again, I think this is a very good indication of a card that I like because if for some reason your construct gets blown up. Your army of construct gets blows up. Urza gets blown up. You need something to slap all the stuff into, right? Especially a card we'll be talking about a little bit later. You need to connect to make more copies of this thing. And I what, think we actually matched on this as what's well. The, no what, way. You called it. We matched on two. What's the percentage chance? What's the percentage chance that if you're playing CDH, someone at the table is playing blue? In a eighty percent. Oh, I think I, I was. I think it's even higher. I think it's like ninety to ninety-five. Well, some of the metas have started to see more. Um, not it's it's the uh, Corvold colors. Oh, Jund. Uh, Jund. Right. Yeah, you, you are starting to see Jund. You see, do see a lot of Golgari. Mm. Um, so it's it's just. I would say it's about eighty percent that there's blue there. Which I mean, you think about it, with four people, guaranteed every game's going to have someone with an island. Yeah, exactly, and so. that's why three. Thada. Two, one. You have to do the bit. Three, two, uh, one. Thada Adele, Adele Inquisitor. Inquisitor. Uh, I think it's a really interesting inclusion. So the colorless double blue for legendary creature, Murphic Rogue. That's $9, which kind of blows my mind. It's a 2-2 with Island Walk. Whenever Thada Adele Inquisitor deals combat damage to a player, search that player's library for an artifact card and exile it. That player shuffles their library. Until end of turn, you may play that card. Soul Ring, second copy of Jeweled Lotus, Mana Vault, Mana Crypt, like the it just like it keeps going, right? Like, and that's just the yep. mana rocks. Like, imagine anything else. She's gonna be able to swing in for damage, ten damage maybe, not quite as big as a construct. But to me, this is like if if Urza is your first is your first guy, right? I'd argue the construct token that he makes is your second. This is clearly the third, in my opinion. This is like the third strongest creature that you're going to see out there. That's how I feel. I didn't get to see it. Unfortunately, I was hoping that I'd be able to mulligan and see it out. I just think this card is really unique and really fun in this build. Yeah, so you're thinking in a casual mindset. So once again, but that's why I put this card at the deck. It's because I thought it would work well in your playgroup, but apparently you're just going to be pup stomping children. Uh, (laughs) So this card is 100% a hop card. You will not win with this card in CEDH, period. End of story. It's not going to happen. 
Um, but the reason it's here is literally every single person plays artifacts. Everyone. Oh, sure. Yes. Right. Everyone. So uh, go grab some more mana. Go get some more mana rocks. Go Absolutely. get some more sky diamonds. Uh, maybe you get a sad robot and so you get to go tutor a land. Like, that's kind of cool. Um, you know, maybe you get their big, scary artifact creature, like a Dark Steel Colossus. Like, yeah, that's great. But right, I really right. just look at this as number one. We're taking away your opponent's value because the cool thing is it doesn't say if you don't cast it till end of turn, they shuffle it back into their library. So it's great to remove things that are oh, biggest problematic. You know yeah. I'm pretty sure Stacy has Nev's disc in her deck and she's talked about it. Let me hit her and get that exiled out of here. So that way I don't right, have to worry right, about right. that board wipe or oblivion stones. Another one. Hey, let me get rid of their oblivion stone. So that way I don't have to worry about it, but it can have a fringe yeast packet or right. it can have a legit yeast package in your North Carolina play group, but in CDH. No. Yep. I agree. Um, and I mean, if you're up against anyone else, like you're playing a Brea person, there's so many targets, right? Oh my Un gosh. Like anything you want. <laughs> yeah, any anything you can handle. All right, guys. Well, that's gonna wrap up the hop section. Now before we head over to the game winners, and it could be it, it's gonna be a long discussion, but it, you're not gonna hear a lot about different cards because it's pretty much one card kind of drives it. Uh, but we would be remiss if we didn't talk about our amazing amazing sponsor over at abyssproxyshop.com uh they do playtest and proxies of magic cards out there uh they offer a 10 percent discount with code cmd tower so anything you purchase and using that particular code you're going to be helping out our channel but also it's combinable with their other discounts i think they do a thing if you spend 99 bucks or more you get a free uh proxy set of aber duels which is kind of cool um, you can go on there, type in the word custom to see all my mystical archive or any other custom art that they've uh, done for other people. Plus, you guys will be hearing about this, unfortunately, a week too late. But on our Twitch stream on July 11th, we did give away some pretty cool ones. You know, I'm showing it here on YouTube, like the uh, Goofy Murder and uh, yes. the Child for Soul Ring. Um, you know, just some great stuff like that. So anything that you need. And hey, if you're trying to build a CEDH deck and you can't afford to buy another copy of Dead Eye, whatever, <laughs> go to Abyss. Just use the magic online rules. That's what all of us do. And you can do it too. Abyssproxyshop.com, code CMD Tower. Now we're going to head over to the yeast package. And Tuck, before you start, I want to do this as like a level set. Let's talk about Intruder Alarm just by okay. itself. Just by itself. So, because for me, the way that I did mine is I wanted to talk about the lines that I kind of built in the deck for you, uh, but all of them have to deal with this card. So, sure. Intruder Alarm, guys, is an enchantment, two colorless blue. Creatures don't untap during the controller's untap steps, and whenever a creature comes into play, untap all creatures. It's about $15 to $20. So, there's a lot of lines that you need for Intruder Alarm. But, Tuck, hopefully you'll appreciate, if Intruder Alarm gets blown up, it's gone. There, there is oh, no you cannot get it getting back. it back. Yes. You cannot well, get it back. Oh, that is not necessarily true. Because you did, in someone's infinite wisdom, put an elixir of immortality in here. Oh, sure. So you sure. can kind of get it back. Kind of uh, get it back. But also, there's no way is, to tutor it specifically from the graveyard. So if murder is your favorite black card ever printed, intruder alarm has to be your favorite blue. And I knew, I assume this is your inclusion into the deck. Well, th this was the only way to make it work and have you win off combat damage. 
I don't disagree, but I'm still saying this was. I assume this was still your idea. I'm not. I'm not saying for. Well, real, yeah, right? no. I mean, the, yeah. this whole deck was my idea, right? So, but I like. I it, what did surprise me when I came down and found oh, intruder alarm. I see, but it works very well in many ways that I think that I think there's a few ways that even you might have overlooked it in a Probably. In good ways. So this does play into the combo with doubling cube that we'll get to at some point before, oh. before the end of the East. For our oh, I, I, I know what you're talking about you now. You, you I, had, I hadn't thought of that. That's, that's yeah, pretty right? cute. <laughs> I think you see what I'm getting at? So anyways, Intruder Alarm will be at the core of a lot of these guys. Yes. We just wanted to take a few minutes and at least kind of discuss the importance of it. It's the untapping all the creatures, which obviously Urza allows us to use for mana. So that out of the way, Tuck, what is the first card you want to talk about from a yeast package perspective? All right. I'm going to start with the Sweaty. And work my way okay. backwards. So the sweatiest one in here is the one that I talked about earlier that I was able to keep equipping itself to the construct when Urza was out, then keep making more copies of it that, <laughs> that kept oh. equipping themselves to the same construct. And that card is, of course, Bloodforge Battle Axe. All-star, what a blowout. So, and I wish I would have taken a picture of the board that just had a army. It was like six tapped Bloodforge battle axes. So, for those who don't know, one colorless for an artifact equipment. Equipped creature gets plus two, plus zero. Whenever equipped creature deals combat damage to a player, thanks Sada Adele, create a token that is a copy of Bloodforge battle axe as equipped two. So, I love it. It's so great. Uh, you still have like 16 copies of this that you still are way up yep. on. I think they might have reprinted it recently. Yeah, but- they did. But still, they're $10 a piece and you have 10 copies of them. So to me, this is just like another, you talked about like the Swift Boot Boots clicking its heels and equipping it. This one's like banging the Bloodforge Battle Axe onto the Construct's armor and then <coughs> recreating oh, itself. Bad. I only got three. I mean, sitting in my token binder, I have three. Right, and then exactly. who knows however many decks are in. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so th- I think this is another like slam dunk fun inclusion into this, right? Um the fact that it turns into a one mana blue mana source pretty quickly. I think I got this out. I think my, one of my turn one plays was Island soul ring jeweled Lotus Urza tap the construct play battle for blood forge battle axe turn one. Amazing. And then that still leaves you with three mana with the soul yeah. ring and the blood forge battle axe. That's ex- gross. Exactly. Yeah. It was incredible. So- Absolutely. Yeah, this is this is an absolute auto include, but I think it only works in the Urza competitive build that I've done. Yes, because I agree. Who, it it doesn't provide any value outside of literally being like a quote unquote lotus petal, where it's just a one for one on the mana side, because you right. don't get the additionals unless you do the combat damage piece. So I was like, hey, you know what? We're we're leaning into this. Um, Tuck should be hitting someone every single combat if he's playing it right. And hey, Bloodford Battle Axe just making more and more yep. is just really gross. I love it. It was great. All right. Well, my first line I wanted to talk about is the aforementioned Intruder Alarm, Deadeye Navigator, and at least one artifact creature when you have all yes. this out. So Deadeye Navigator, guys, four colorless blue, blue creature spirit. Uh, that's a five, five for eight bucks. I, when did that used to be a lot more expensive? I think it's dropped I in price, I would, right? I th- I thought I it was like a twenty dollar card. Yeah, I think so too. But I don't think it sees. I don't think. I think people have kind of stopped playing it. Like when was the last time mm. you saw Deadeye Navigator go off? Uh, me last weekend. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, as long as Deadeye Navigator is paired with another creature, each of those creatures have uh, pay a colorless, pay a blue, exile this creature, then return it to the battlefield under your control. And the key thing for Deadeye is it has soul bound or soul bond. You may pair this creature with another unpaired creature when either enters the battlefield. They remain paired for as long as you control both of them. And so here's essentially the line that you would do. You go in, you tap your, you basically have to produce your two mana. Right. Blink Urza, Urza comes back, it brings a buddy with it. When it brings that buddy, it's going to untap your other construct or your other artifact creature that you use for the blue mana. You now have two mana. You have now unlocked infinite constructs. Yes. uh, With Deadeye Navigator and Urza, which we don't have a way to give them all haste immediately. So you do have to kind of wait to do your rigmarole unless you want to do it like in step and you do it all to kind of surprise them. But you can't really shock people with a Deadeye Navigator on Urza. They'll (laughs) see it coming a mile away. Right. Uh, So I, I just really like this card as a way to get you... A thousand constructs, and then Tuck, you could be like, "Okay, you see, you see the card art on Urza. I'm actually gonna do yes, that. For I have once. done. I have completed this. Yeah, I just, I, I wanted. I wish there was a way that you could like seed an opening hand with a card to see how it goes. I guess you could, right? You just tutor for no, it. No, you absolutely. Yeah, you just tutor, and then whatever other yeah. card you drag it over, and then shuffle a bunch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, I want to play it because I'm worried. I don't. As fast as this deck goes, is it? Do you think it's fast enough to get it out? It should yeah. be right. Yeah. Okay. Because think of it this way: if you get the let's go turn two Urza, turn three, you very realistically can get Deadeye Navigator out and blink it at least once, right? Yep. Probably. The, the yeah. challenge is getting that Intruder Alarm. Yes. You right, got to figure out ways to be able to go get that because I don't. I have I have one way in the deck to be able to go tutor for it. Right. 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 All right, Tuck. Second yeasty Carter combo. So the slimy one, which I love a bunch, is an instant, which is key for the cuts and ads sections that I think you're really going to like. Oh, and it's expensive instant, but it's really good. Like it's CMC or money wise? CMC. Let's go. Ready? Three, two, two, one, one. Masterful, Masterful replication. replication. How fun. Five colors and a blue for an instant from M20 for 16 cents. Choose one. Create two 3-3 three, three colorless golem art creature art black. Create two 3-3 three, three colorless golem artifact creature tokens. And then the second one is choose target artifact you control. Each other artifact you control becomes a copy of that artifact until end of turn. Love it. Because now all these mana rocks just turn into these constructs and then they get the buff from it. And now you're swinging in. Untap. Play this card you're off to the races on like turn four right and you just have this army of constructs that all see each other so is this the card that you were saying combos a doubling cube um it wasn't it the doesn't one, it, oh okay it wasn't the, it wasn't the one that i was thinking there's another okay, there's okay. another one in here yeah yes okay so yeah i love this card i mean there's some other cards in here i mean are you talking about the the big boy that's in here or any of the big boys that are in the uh, East package? i'm talking about the biggest boy in here yeah i think so Oh, the one that everyone hates and gets yes. upset about? Okay. Yeah. So not not highlighting that one, but like we have Phyrexian Triniform in here, Worm Coil Engine, Triplicate Titan. So it's like, yeah, you could do the Construct piece. And that's why I think this deck is fun, Tuck, because right. it's like, oh, I got 15 artifacts. Okay. Would I like 15, 15, 15s? Yeah, I'd like that. I, w- I would but, love that, yes. But if it's like you got four, you know what? I think I'd rather have... 
five room coil engines. Let, right. Let's do that instead. That's a lot. So I just like the fact that you could be modal in your decision on when you kind of do this. And it could even be used as a save your bacon. I got to protect myself. Let me, I'm getting swarmed out. Let, let's make an I army. need to stop something. Or like you're, we always forget like the last bit about the Urza, right? Like, okay, instead I want a gazillion mana crypts, right? And now I'm just going to oh, spin yeah. Urza the entire time for the rest, oh, for the rest of the turn and pray what happens. That. Yeah. So like, I think that's probably worst case scenario. Um, mm-hmm. But I have a card that this is going to go so bonkers with in the cuts and ads that I don't want to talk anymore about it or else I'm going to smell right. the beans because I'm terrible at it. Well, my last yeast card is another intruder alarm combination card to kind of talk through the line. This one, we actually need four artifact creatures to do and retrofitter foundry. So this is one that uh, SD Sharpie wanted to add. And I do agree it works. It's just it's so mana hungry to get it going that I'm a little less hot on it. But let's talk through it. Sure. Retrofitter Foundry is a single colorless $21 card. It's so good. It's so good. It's an artifact. It's a rare. Three mana, untap Retrofitter Foundry. Two mana, tap, create a 1-1 colorless servo creature token. One colorless, tap, sack a servo, create a 1-1 colorless thopter artifact creature token with flying. Tap, sacrifice a thopter, create a 4-4 colorless construct artifact creature token. So, with your four artifact creatures you still need urza but now we don't need the dead eye we don't need to blink you essentially pay your two create your token you tap that token you tap your other ones it untaps a retrofitter foundry the intruder alarms untapping all your stuff right and now you can basically create infinite servos and i guess you could end up once you had enough servos convert them to thopters with flying so it's like i need the evasion let me go through that line oh you know what i actually need the bodies so let me create four turn those into four four colorless it's just basically once you have your rigmarole you can basically have infinite four four colorless constructs colorless flying thopters or on the ground servos right um so kind of, you know, it's, I wanted some ways to repetitively make sure that, Hey, if they get rid of dead eye, we still have another way to create the army that we're looking for. Totally. I, I completely agree. And I think this will play nicely into, um, this is a combo with doubling cube, like rise and shine is the one I was thinking of. Cause you can rise and shine doubling cube. It becomes a creature and then you can just yep. make infinite mana. And in similar scope, you can cut out the middleman. If you re- rise and shine on retrofitter foundry, cause it'll just keep untapping itself to go into the rest of the line. Right. Oh God. Yeah. So <laughs> it, it all makes a lot of sense. Rise and shine is an all-star card. All right, Tuck, give us your last yeast card. All right. We mentioned it before. I hate this card. I got blown out to it a week ago on turn four. And my last pick was, was, I was about to say, now you died to this in turn four. Wouldn't you love to kill that same person on turn three with this deck? No, because I'd like to make them suffer. And that's what I learned when I play tested this because it was going to be Blightsteel Colossus. But in fact, I can't believe I'm saying this. It's fucking Winter Orb. Really? I was going to cut this fucking card. I hate this card. It's so greasy. I hate all of it. But as soon as I read I read your little, your very nice write-up, which I appreciated, and I was like, that's the stupidest thing I've ever seen. When I play tested this, I got this out turn two. It was like, this game is over. There's no one, yep. no one could come back to this because this card was made so long ago when tapping artifacts mattered. 
So here we go, guys. First time ever on the podcast. First time ever in my life. Winter Orb. Slam dunk. I believe I put this in as the greasy pick of the day. Two colorless for an artifact for $11. As long as it's untapped, players can't untap more than one land during their untapped steps. Guess what? When you have a turn one Urza, you get to untap both of your lands, I suppose, but no one else does. This was a card that prevented me. I was I realized that this card was too good to tap to play into a Jinka Taxis to get him turn two, so I had to wait for yep. turn three. It is so it has to be good, right? Like if you can get it out turn one, like there's only so many free mana sources in the entire game, right? Yep. And I hate to say it, but I, I, I was going to be, as soon as I saw it, I was like, cutting this card, not talking about it, don't even want to think about it. But the fact I got it turn one or turn two and was able to manipulate the entire table, it's freaking insane. The, this card is amazing turn two, like you talked about, because it's going to literally slow everyone down. Right. You know what's almost even better? Where people feel like they have you on the rope. And uh, turn nine, you play this, and they've already tapped out to like deal with you. It's like, hi, now you're just gonna watch me cram your poop in <laughs> every day, every turn. It's amazing. I hate, I like, and this was this was the thing when I was playtesting this earlier. Is it's like, have I turned into the monster? Have I looked into yes. the mirror? Have I looked into the mirror too long and realized that this is who I've been this entire time? God, <laughs> very I love upsetting. It. All right, guys. Well, that's going to wrap up the East package. Uh, we're going to head over to our final section of the deck before we get to the slashing that Katuk's going to do. And let's get to Spice. We had very few options, which you should in a competitive deck. Like, right. you shouldn't have a lot of fringe things. But, Tuck, you know which card I had to talk about. The, the one oh, that yeah, I've sure. owned many, many copies of that has unfortunately been outclassed because I've upgraded my mana bases. I oh, wanted sure. to have this in here, though, because it can be a Sky Diamond for one mana. But I think you need... Because, once again, I'm thinking of your playgroups. Right, I'm thinking right. of you being in these groups. Amulet of Vigor is going to bail you out of hot water if you do come up with someone with the blind obediences of the world, things like sure, that. Sure, absolutely. Colorless Artifact, $25. Crazy. Yeah. Whenever a permanent ETB's tapped and under your control untap it it's as simple as that people have things that make creatures come in or tapped this is going to help you with that even because you do need your creatures untapped even though you do, the summoning sickness doesn't matter urza still taps the artifacts to get the blue mana uh right. your lands you do have a handful of non-basics in here and they are like uh fillers you know your polluted deltas misty rainforest right, flooded right, right. strand passage so you're going to need those things to come in untapped because your whole thing is to thin your deck with those cards. So I just felt with as much artifact and creature hate as out there, it would really suck to sit down and try to play this deck. And then it's like, well, my deck's turned off. Very similar to how my Sovereign deck turned off Cop Cop. Yes, right. During that stream. Just one thing, yeah. Uh, it makes sense. This is like... I think this is a good spice card because it's almost like a sideboard card, right? Where yeah, you don't yeah. always need it, but if you're playing against humans or someone that is playing a Staxi kind mm -hmm. of deck, you need something to, to fight through it, right? Um, it's easily tutorable with the Urza Sagas of the world, which we didn't even talk about. Urza Saga is probably unbeatable in this deck as well, like it is in most decks it goes in. So, 
What I know you're not as hot on it, but I'm, I'm not you. as hot. Uh, SD Sharpie, I, I included it in the deck because I essentially just cut a island for yeah. it, and I was yeah. fine with that. But he made the point of like, okay, turn one to get you the colorless. Turn two, you make a construct. Turn three, before you draw, you're going to make another construct and then go to and go for get your something else. Right? Go, yeah. go get your jeweled lotus, whatever you need. Yep. All right. What's your what's your spice card? We got three cards. We got- I want to take a gander. Is it the is it the the big mythic that almost seems unplayable in most decks? No, that was going to be it. Uh, mostly because I want to talk about how that card's tanked in price. I chose this one because if you're if if we are so, I feel like you cannot build this deck without having a backup plan, right? And combat may not be an option. So instead, we're just gonna have to lock out the game, and everyone's gonna have to go boohoo and go home and cry. So. <laughs> If we're if we're going like in for a penny, in for a pound, right? And the other reason why is because I wanted I wanted to torture everyone out there with oh, this stupid come on. Don't old read school this. Don't SBR. read this. You put it in the deck. I'm, I'm reading it out. It's in the deck. We were talking about our old pal Karn the Great Creator. Four colors for a planeswalker, planeswalker legend. Does it have loyalty? I don't know. Opponents' artifacts can't activate. Put five loyalty. Use counters on Karn. Opponents attack Karn as though he were you. Any damage he suffers depletes that much loyalty. If Karn has no loyalty, he abandons you. During your turn, you may add one loyalty to target non-creature artifact into and turn target creature artifact into a target artifact creature with both power and toughness equal to its casting cost until your next turn. Or you may spend two loyalty to put an artifact card from outside of the game in in italics uh, into your hand. So, that I, I also want to read for that. And also, you cannot play a competitive, strong uh, blue artifact deck without having Microsynth Lattice and Karn the Great Creator in it. Because if, yep. if I'm forcing you to untap one land a turn, then guess what? You don't get to untap any of them. You don't get to do anything for the rest of the game. <laughs> you don't get to untap I'm, shit. And I'm, and I'm just going to blast you in the face with my 6-6 six, six, <laughs> uh, construct creature that has 17 blood forge battle axes attached to it over and over and over again. You're sick. You could have put any version of this and you chose this. No, no, I did what you do. It's just whatever version, whatever it is, whatever the recent one is. I thought you were doing this to torture me. (laughs) No, 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 no. Um, So I will say the one good thing about this old school way that they wrote these out. I, I will say this. I do have a positive. I had never heard the position of if Karn has no loyalty, he abandons you. Right. I like yeah. the fact that it's like, hey, he didn't die. He's just like, uh, you're not as hot as I thought you were. So I'm going to go uh, hang out uh, with some other people. Uh, and maybe I'll come back if, if you want to bring bring back and show me that it's worth my loyalty. So that that's kind of why I like that old school. But I agree. It's in the spice because it literally doesn't do anything without Mycosynth Lattice. Right. Yeah. But it fringe can turn in your doubling cube into a creature. And now you don't even need the other yeah, you stuff. Don't need the, you don't need the, the rise and shine or that, you know, you could just kind of boom, roll with that. And now you got your infinite mana uh, to an extent. Exactly. So love this card. Glad that you talked about it. Um all right, guys. Well, that's going to wrap up the spice package. Now we're going to head over to the bottle cap. And as a reminder, it's going to be big test and cuts and adds to the deck. They're going to be under five bucks, under 50, and a no budget recommendation. We just can't talk about mana only lands. Okay. Okay, audio audience, uh, you've missed about 10 minutes of great content. You guys should definitely go watch it on YouTube and Twitch. Uh, Tuck, while I mentally prepare myself, let them know what I'm about to do. Yes. So um, we, Mr. Combo, while I was using the bathroom, 
uh, was talking about a drink just to fill time for the live audiences on YouTube and twitch.tv slash CMD Tower. Um, he had said that a uh, friend of the cast, the Godfather, had given him a drink that was Mountain Dew Flaming Cheeto flavored. So we are now live going to have him. He just poured oh. it into his cup, which he's probably going to have to throw away because oh, 100%. I, don't know, I, I don't know how you come back from that. And he's going to now taste it live for your listening and for your viewing pleasure. Couple things to point out. One, I love how on the back of the can they do have to highlight contains zero percent juice. Bruh, <laughs> we get it. We get it. Uh, second thing, Tuck is right. I'm gonna have to throw away this cup. Uh, if anyone in the collective knows anyone at NASA that you know when they send <laughs> trash into the sun, I think that's the only thing that can probably get rid of this. And also, this is that this is like a sort of nice throwback when I would torture you by having you drink IPAs and stuff like that way back when we were doing. Well, this that's live. true. All right, all right, here we go. Okay. It tastes just like Mountain Dew. It just has this weird smell bite of flaming hot Cheetos. So it actually doesn't taste bad. <laughs> so for those, I wish we could have recorded this back when you used to drink the beers that I'd give you, because his reactions were so violent and angry when I'd give him a good nine dollar a bottle IPA. Oh God! Oh, and this one, it's you're like enjoying it. <laughs> Ish, no, I, guess. I am not enjoying it. I do not like Mountain Dew. Um, I, I am not Spencer Rabbits. But, I mean, this really didn't have any heat in it. I almost oh. wonder, because I think the Godfather bought these. Oh, no, they're still good. They don't expire till October. So, I was going to say, maybe it spoiled and all the heat went away. Yeah, it just know. evaporated in the can. Who knows? Oh, man. <laughs> well, uh, thank you, uh, Lazé, patron. Uh, you are on notice. You are on thin ice. These are bits <laughs> that have been brought back from the dead. Yes. Oh my God. We totally got to bring these back. I forgot all about that. All right, Tuck. You're the only one who gets cuts into ads. Okay. Hit me with your best shot. What's the first card you want to cut? And what's the card you want to add for under five bucks? So I got, I have a boring one and then I have two because I don't think this deck can win enough. So I want to make even more ways for it to win. So the first one is, this is just pretty much, in my opinion, like kind of up and down. The first one is Traveler's Amulet, uh, colorless for Aww. artifact, colorless sacrifice at search your library for a basic land card, reveal, put to your hand, then shuffle your library. It kind of ramps you. It acts as a mana rock and that sort of thing. Yeah. I think, so that's fine. But I think for one mana more, this is a card that I'm still hype on. I don't care what anyone else says. Our old pal, Moon Silver Key. Let's go, baby. Two colorless for an artifact. Colorless tap sacrifice it. Search the library for an artifact card with a mana ability or basic land card. Reveal it. Put it in your hand and shuffle. Using this to go get your uh, whatever, not Gilded Lotus, the mo the Monster Lotus, uh, your Everflowing Chalices of the World. I just think that getting a basic land or a mana rock is probably going to be a better choice in this slot for one more mana. Uh, so I think, I think that's where... See, Tuck, this is where I think you can play this deck in your playgroup because you are inherently making this less competitive by now adding additional pits by doing the justification of just one more. It's just one more. I, I, and and that, that's the casual mindset. So if, if you're going to put this in a casual group, then yeah, that's perfectly fine. If you're not, absolutely not. You do not do that. Traveler's Amulet for one mana less is going to be you because it's not the fact that you're getting more value for one mana more it's the fact that it still takes you one additional mana to get that additional value that's the that's the problem 
I can, and I, I, can I, I have a hard time. I have a hard time struggling with that because I'm, yeah. I'm with you. I think, oh, one made of war. That's not a big deal. It matters dramatically. So, uh, and um, FYI, yeah. scream. Uh, Leah Zay did post a clip off of Twitch, which we'll be posting to everywhere that we can find of him drinking. No! Uh, Generate loves radioactive something or other. So that's my first cut. So, and the second ones are just kind of. The second one is a little bit more of a win card because if we are dealing with an army of different creatures, we might be able to help win with them. So I understand this is probably going to make it a little bit more casual, but of all the zero drops that you've thrown in here, I feel a dark steel relic is probably the uh, weakest. That's fair. I get why it's in here, right? Zero drop. You yeah, play it off the top. Well, it's actually more just in here. It's it, it is the zero, but it's also indestructible. So that if someone does right. get to vandal blast you, it's like ah, oh, at least I got something left. I, I got something left to go back into it. Yeah. But you talked about one of your win cons being um, masterful replication, right? Hmm. So is there a card that will let you win the game on your upkeep when you have a bunch of cards with the same name? <laughs> sure. And there is. And that card, ladies and germs, is Mechanized Production. Let's go. Two colorless, two blue for an enchantment aura. It's a mythic now for $15. Enchant artifact you control. At the beginning of your upkeep, create a token that's a copy of enchanted artifact. Then if you control eight or more artifacts of the same name as one or another, you win the game. Noted that it's not an enchant creature. It's just an enchant artifact. So any of these zero drops... Um, any of these cards that are out here, your, your, your construct tokens, your Tormuds. Fuck! You missed it. The card you cut is the card that you put mechanized that you put it on. Because it's indestructible. I just, as soon as I said that out loud, I was like, wait a minute. I think I screwed up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was like, I was like, okay, I hope, I hope that Mountain Dew went to Mr. Combo's brain. He's not going to call me on this. So we can just move on. Uh, nope, okay. hundred nope. percent calling you on it. Oh, geez. Okay. In that case, uh, 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 I don't know. Cut a land. There you go. <laughs> Island. <laughs> God. Before we get to it, Tuck's like, yeah, it's a competitive deck, right? I only need 10 lands, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, it's fine. Well, uh, mm. so I, I will spell say the, this. Is Spellbook the better one to cut? No, you, you need, because you you, I don't that, have a reliquary right? yeah. tower in the list. So that's kind of like mm. the only way you can keep your no maximum hand size. Um, so I'll say this, though. We definitely cut the wrong card. There is a card here that we could cut. Uh, like, if you wanted to, you could cut Psy Master Thopterus. Ah, right. Yeah, it's a little bit more so, of a win more, right? Yeah. Yeah, and I, I don't know how much of the casting artifact triggers you're going to get. I I just kind of had it in here for, oh, you get to sack two artifacts and draw a card. Sure, so yeah. you could get you could cut that for this card. But I do agree, this is a more geared towards the casual route. Because you have to wait for that upkeep trigger. Upkeep, but yeah. I think that's just... Once again, I, I wanted to build this deck to where you could sit down at either table. And yeah, you might be ahead above of everyone else at the more casual side. But it's still not like, okay, I'm going to take infinite turns turn two and you guys yeah, are yeah, just yeah. screwed. Same thing with the CEDH table. I just didn't want you to be like, well, I'm not playing as fast as you guys, so I'm kind of screwed. So I think mechanized yeah. production fits along the strategy of the construct red zone piece. Right. It's just a little bit more on the casual because now there's like a specific event you have to wait for to get it to do the thing. So while we're on the topic, I think if you cut... So you said there's what, 27 lands, 30 or something like that? 29. 
29. So I think if I, I could build two, it'd be easy to make two versions of this, right? The CDH version and the normal version that you play at the table. And I think the cuts are all just the zero drop fast, super fast mana stuff, right? If you just take those out for lands, I think now this is much more, because if, if you take those out, the deck runs a little slower, right? You have to build yeah. a little bit more. I think then it's still very strong. It's still a seven or an eight. It's certainly not a two tapped out. Um, but you just don't have those insane explosive starts that you get in CDH that you can't come back from a normal table. You know what I mean? Uh, so I agree with you, but I would challenge you here, Tuck. If you do that, then you'll never be able to compete at those casual tables because Urza has the reputation. And you know what it's like with Zur? When you yeah. have a commander with a reputation, and even if you have it depowered, people don't believe you. And right. so they're it's still going to come hand speed at you. It's a arch enemy deck no matter how you cut it right so what i would say what you would end up cutting it would be uh, the controlling aspects mm -hmm. of the deck i think it's like okay you know what i will cut pact of negation force of negation counter spell you know what let me get rid of that stuff i just want to be able to get in here win in the red zone and that's it right. uh you know maybe or just get is, blown out uh, because it's arch enemy right and then we move on to the next game sure sure so that that's kind of the more way I see it, because I honestly don't think Urza is worth running as a commander unless you have those zero drops, because that's kind of what makes it special. Right, right, right. Yeah, and being able to being able to get it out so fast. Sure. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, you got one left for an under fifty. What do you or uh, no budget? Sorry. Uh, I, I I tried to break your bank, and I hope you notice I did cut Mox Opal, Mox Diamond, <laughs> Mox Diamond. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, no, I guess I well, left Opal and I, I cut Diamond because I think it was like $500. And I was like, yeah, yeah he's not going to get one of these. Definitely don't have one of those. I do have an Opal, though. Um, oh, there and I go. wish I would have gotten Mox Amber when they were five bucks, but here we are. All right. So this one is the competitive cut because if we're playing a competitive version, I think Darksteel Forge does too little too late. Okay. It's, a, okay. it's a nine drop mythic rare for $19 that says artifacts you control have indestructible. Slam dunk card, great, right? I think this is really, really good in the more non-CDH, higher power, because you're going to get to those turns five, six, seven, eight when this is going to matter more. I think if we want to keep if we want to keep the CMC low, uh, if we want to come out the gates, have a few more ways to win, I think we can cut this one pretty quickly. I like it in the deck. Uh, so here's my only response to that. When you talk about the mana piece, that same justification could be used for Jin Kataxis. 100%. And I, I, I don't disagree with you there, right? And, like, and so that, but when we were building the deck, the reason I bring that up is we we struggled with that. It was like, you bring up mm. certain cards. Well, that's really expensive because initially right. I had all the Bilgel Eldrazi's in here, you know, and oh, I was like, okay, that's yes, what we yes, yeah. get to. And it was just like, I don't know. It's a lot of mana. So I think the only reason I had still felt Darksteel Forge had a home was because it is an artifact that could tap for mana. So it's sure. like, okay, yeah. Even if I'm getting it incredibly late, you'll be able to cast it as early as you've seen, turn three or four. But even if you get it late, it's still a mana rock. Uh, right, but right. I'll be interested to what you think a more competitive add to this is. I mean, it should be obvious, right? Nexus of Fate? Draw no. your deck? Win? No, 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 no. Uh, and uh, so there's a card you own... That has seen the most egregious price spike that I've ever seen in my life. We we both own one one or more copies of it. It started at around three dollars, and then when people started hearing about us on this podcast, it went to about five. And now this card is well over ten dollars, breaking the rules for 
the Abyss Proxy Shop thing that we say, if we are making infinite construct tokens, we will mill your entire deck with Altar of the Brood! <laughs> this card's eleven dollars now. Yes, look at the Ujin. Look, look at the the Ujin's fate promo is twenty five. Oh my god, <laughs> guys! I was buying these when they were a dollar just like four years ago. I only found this out because this is also in your deck that I built for you, obviously. And I was looking through this. I was like, I can't believe this. So we get to talk about this two weeks in a row. For those who don't know, Alter the Brood is what, Mr. Combo? Close your eyes. I don't even have to look. Yeah. It's a colorless. It's a rare from, I think, Cons. I Correct. know it's Cons block. Cons, uh, Cons, yep. It, yep, it's an artifact. And it states, whatever a permanent enters the battlefield under your control, each opponent takes the top card of their library and puts it in their graveyard. I think... Think has it been errated to mill like whatever the new, the the new errata is mill each, card? Each opponent mills a card. Yeah, that's a that's a new functional errata. But yes, sweet. It's so good. Like we're we're you talk about CMC conversion. We're going from nine to one. It's amazing. We're already making infinite construct tokens. I know you left it out because it's a deck for me. Yeah, which I totally understand. But it's so good. <laughs> Even if you're just doing it normal. Yeah. Well, I. I Audience, did you hear that? Tuck said, even if you're just doing it normal, <laughs> I think that's admitting that Alter the Brood, even when you're not abusing it, is just good to have doing normal magic. <sighs> Man, it's crazy what, uh, you know, a card that you could have been with me and enriches. What, I have three years. Alter the Brood's coming out my ass over here, just sitting on a gold how mine. Many the, uh, now, the real question is, how many of the, Uji, the Ujin's Fate promos do you have of them? None. Really? I, I might own a single Copy. Ugin promo maybe when single I looking, copy I was looking it up as to why and it's because that new horror that's like the Demir Mill rigmaroles but anyways yep. it just if we're going if, like I said earlier in for a penny in for a pound we gotta go this way if we're doing this sort of build so I Lordy. can't believe this card is $11 I mean remember when it hit $3 we freaked out yeah we're like oh my god we've influenced the market nope just wizards back to basics <laughs> Well, guys, hopefully you enjoyed this uh, me gifting Tuck a CDH episode. Uh, please subscribe on Twitch, subscribe on YouTube, subscribe on your podcast platform, wherever you're listening or watching us live or on the recording. Uh, leave a five star, leave a little comment, uh, or apparently troll us when we're actually on stream <laughs> and making me drink Cheeto do. Um, and if you'd like to get a hold of us, here's how you can do that. My Twitter is at Mr. Combo number five on Twitter. All spelled out except for the five. Big Tuck. Let's see. Let, let's let's. I'm gonna give you a bit. So I don't. I don't want. I don't care what your bits at right now. I'm gonna give you a bit. Okay. I'm listening. I would like you to. Oh, how about this? Let's do. Let's do a big tuck controversial take. Just oh, try no. it out for a week. More. When you more see, controversial. When you see a tweet that you're like, oh. Even if you don't believe in your take, you're just like, I know I could drop this bomb and people are just going to freak out. That's what I want you to do. So next time we record, it's like, okay, guys, uh, I saw Ultra Budget Brews post about this card and I dropped this in the comments and it went insane. I think it would be so fun to have you be a troll in our Twitter you just, just, you just want see. me to be a shit poster is what you want me to do. You, just well, want me to no, you don't have to sit there. 
It would be like if someone's like, oh my gosh, Force of Will, best counter spell ever. And you're like, I don't know. I really like this eight drop common. Can- cancel cancel seems pretty good. <laughs> yeah, cancel seems better, right? It's two less mana. I have I have had a weird theme of whenever someone posts an instant that's in mono black, I immediately tag Tomer and be like, isn't this good in Tashiro? He has he evidently doesn't seem to like it. Uh, but you can't find me on Twitter at Big Tuck Tweeting. And we do have a celebrity death this week. Uh, another tough guy, James Kahn. Woof. Yeah, that, that was a bummer. Sad. I think I was 80, always hoping that know, they would do like a. Well, I was hoping that they would do a um, a Las Vegas reunion movie. Oh, I, I love that show. I forgot you loved that show. Yes, I was like, I, like I was surprised. Like, does Mr. Combo know who James Kahn even is? Hell yeah, oh. that dude was awesome. Uh, and we also want to make sure that we do a big shout out to a new, uh, patron. We had someone join the collective, Brandon E. Thank you so oh. much for joining. They mentioned that they'd been listening for a while. I know we had some discord Patreon connectivity issues. We got that figured out. So thank you for joining the collective. We really appreciate it. Is he the, uh, he's something, something elephant in, uh, the discord, correct? Sure. <laughs> I, I don't remember people's discord, like, users i just once they like fix their name it's like okay and and like rickers you completely threw me off because i think he changed his to like some stranger things like tag and i was like who the hell is this person and i was like oh yeah (laughs) how did how did how did you get here now you guys will be able to find the video audio deck list our picks and ads everything at the article over at cmdtower.com slash bnbe146 basically i think if you just type in chrome mox mirror battlesphere dark steel forge tower.com pretty sure alta vista brings us up now remember <laughs> if you'd like to know how you could support us there's a myriad of different ways patreon.com slash cmdtower you get shout outs we do different stuff with that uh, our Etsy shop, Etsy.com, just CMD Tower in the search bar. You'll be able to find it. A lot of great swag. And then finally, AbyssProxyShop.com. Be sure to use code CMD Tower to get 10% off. All three ways are ways that you guys can influx um, support into our channel uh, if you think we're doing a good job. And if you don't think we're doing a good job, let us know what we could do to improve or uh, maybe make it more uh, enticing compared to some other channels you're listening to because we're always receptive to new ideas. Big Tuck, say yes to the deck, Urza. First, like we always do, give us your episode thoughts and deck thoughts now that we've kind of gone through and talked through it. And then will you say yes to the deck? Uh, I'll just, I will, I think I'm going to say yes to this. I don't know if I'm, I, I don't know how, I don't know how I'm going to build this though is the problem. So I think I like this, this deck was, so I was kind of wishy-washy on it. And then I play tested it a few times and I was like, this is what people do. This is a turn <laughs> one play in this format. And I kind of got giddy about it right now. Granted, I didn't have any opponents trying to stop me from doing what I wanted to do, but, um, it, it was like, it, I think. As someone who plays a lot of battle cruisery and attacking decks, I will admit that it does kind of get like, <clears throat> I think, were you playing with us? And did you play with us in Chicago? Where we were kind of like, everyone do your first two turns in a row. Like you just kind of, everyone, everyone just kind of goes at once. Cause it's like, you either play a soul ring and a mana rock or, oh, a Dork, gotcha. or you like fetch or you like, so we, we had, I can't remember specifically what it was, but we had some way that we like sped up the first two rounds of the game. Cause no okay. one's doing anything anyways. Right. So it, it's more. It was really interesting in playtesting this, being like, "Oh no, turn one is explosive." It's some decks turn six, yep. right? Like you're just—it's so fast. I think where I get, I think where 
CDH loses a luster is that everyone's doing that, right? It's not just mm-hmm. it's not just me playing the stack. That being said, it was really fun to go off on this. And like I said earlier, the fact that that construct token comes out, I think is like probably pretty good, right? There yeah. are times where the construct token itself was a six, six or seven, seven on turn two equipped with an item, right? So I think it's really fun. I think this is a deck that I could almost minus some of these super high end cards buy completely out of proxy and just spend that money that way or just shuffle cards around and that sort of thing. Or sorry, play test cards. I apologize. We do not pro we do not proxy. We play test. Um, so yeah, like I, I think this is a, I, I really think that there's a lot of interesting choices in this for that sort of build. So actually Tuck, So I think if you wanted to do it like this, uh, similar to how marketing Ross kind of has his Gundam pilot deck thing where he kind of has the white and then he yes, has like the right. red and, and that, I think you could do something like that, but on a smaller scale. I think you could actually build this deck out. You know, if if you for the for the competitive side, you right. build it out. If you agree with the list, great. If you still think you need to do swaps, great as well. I think you do that. But then I think you take ten cards you would cut, and you would add five lands and then five of whatever else. Whatever else. Maybe yeah. it is just generic board wipes. Curse of the Swine. Uh, I know we already have Rift in here. Um, uh, wash, just, wash out, wash away. Sure, wash out's really good. Yeah, wash Especially out. In this yeah, deck, so, yeah. So you, because I know your playgroup is more battle cruiser. So you pick ten right. cards. You add in five lands because you are removing more ways to ramp, and then you just add in five. Like, hey, I just kind of need to do board wipes and stuff because that's like what my playgroup like. We are doing this stuff a lot, right. and then it's like, what are you sitting down at? Maybe eighty percent of the time you are playing it as the toned down version with your own play group because you are having fun with it but then when you show up at a magic fest or uh, a friday night magic oh what are we playing oh yeah we're over here playing eights and nines you're like oh, okay like take out these 10 yep. put in these 10 i'm good to go exactly exactly I, I think i think that's actually what you're looking for you're not looking to have just a dedicated competitive deck i think you'd like something that like when if i could shift 10 percent of the cards out it moves it like a power level and a half it, up it, or down it's like it's like your prosh to sakar like change right that you yeah did, right where it's like okay if i really wanted to build this i could swap in the 10 cards i cut out to make it prosh and then i just i can play more competitively if i want to play yep. more casual i have these ones there so yeah i do like that idea of modular decks um <clears throat> i think that's gonna be something that's really gonna be helpful in like vegas or these other magic tournaments that we're gonna be going to this very year yeah no for sure Mr. So, uh, yeah, no, I was, I was just typing a little message. So, um, yeah, I, I think it was great. So let's do the official. You said you think there is no thinking. I don't think my fiance said, I think I'll take that. I already said, yes. What more do you want from me? I want more enthusiasm. You're going to say no to the one I present to you next week. Anyways, <laughs> who knows? See you next week. Da, da, da. And one more. Oh, that is bad.